All right, boys, what is going on? We're back here. Yeah, it's your boy. No, I'm just playing. Anyway, it's August 25th. It's draft day was today as I'm making this. And um, I'm going to be harassed for these rankings, so I might as well get them out of the way. As for this podcast, every Tuesday or Wednesday it will come out. Uh, and I'll be going through pretty much what I do on the Instagram account. Not sure if I'll keep the Instagram account going. I don't know. Maybe just for fucking memes about the league. But <laughs> I'm just going to go with pretty much the predictions on the podcast every week and a review of the last week's games and a power rankings and maybe like a well shit or something like that. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, today was draft day. I'd like to thank the Flemings for having us at their residence during a pandemic. And I think the only one who had COVID out of us was Sandy, even though it thinks it's fake. But, like, hey, that's just the way it works, I guess. Nah, I'm just playing in hopes to get well soon, Adam. (laughs) And, uh, so we had a couple new additions to the league since last episode. Um, Daniel Ferlano has joined our league, so welcome to him. It was his first draft today. And... Yeah, it was actually the first time I think there was like two people not at the draft because we had Ben was working and Sandy was dealing with the Rones. So we had to uh, adjust a bit, but it was good. We made it happen. So shout out to everyone who worked and brought Sandy's in the laptop to the draft room and everything. We did good. So um, today on this episode, I am going to be going through positions who I think have the best like every top to bottom and at the end I will do the best teams and that's pretty much all I can really do but uh yeah so we'll take it from there and uh I guess I'll start off with as irrelevant as it gets the tight ends uh tight ends who likes tight ends no one really does like tight ends but um I really don't think it's worth it to go top to bottom telling you about everybody's tight ends. I'm just going to tell you a couple teams I saw that I kind of liked what they had with their uh, tight end room. At the top, we have Truns. And uh, Truns, I mean, obviously, it's kind of all preference, truly rankings. It's just because Kittle. But then he also has um, Ebron on the bench. There's my dog. So, yeah, I just think... That's obviously top one. Then you have Clark. Clark has... i got to remember his backup because it's slipping my mind right now. I didn't write it down. But I know he does have Kelsey. And the other one was Gusecki. Now, Gusecki, I've heard, has been an absolute red zone monster in camp. Obviously, it's just camp, but we'll see what happens. I just think that's Kelsey. So, And then, after that, um, I liked Richard's tight ends. He has Mark Andrews and Noah Fant and Dawson Knox. And for some reason, Taysom Hill is listed as a tight end. So that's a real fucking flex play right there. Those are nice tight ends. And I also like Neil's tight ends because he kind of just has a lot of dra- uh, a lot of depth with it. And I mean, I'm not really... I mean, obviously, it's just fucking tight ends. Who, but it's just those... Besides, like, the top... 
and I'm not dissing anybody. For example, Nack has Ertz. I do think Ertz is the third best tight end in fantasy, but he just literally doesn't have another tight end on the roster. And that's not a knock. A lot of people don't carry two tight ends, but if I see someone who's got two good tight ends that could produce, I'm going to just throw them higher. Like, Neller's got Waller and Higby, and even Ian Thomas and Herb Smith. I mean, yeah. Are you going to fucking play those guys? No, but overall, <laughs> you would take those four over one Zach Ertz. So... Those are some tight ends. I mean, yeah, it's irrelevant. Who cares about fucking tight ends? But they can actually end. Like, Tyler Higby at the end of last year was huge. So these guys, don't count them out. So they can come in and fucking win you games. Next, uh, let's go to quarterbacks. All right. So now we're going to hop into quarterbacks. Um, Let me tell you one thing. Quarterbacks was really hard quarterbacks besides the actual like but then ranking all the teams that was really hard just because at the end of the draft every team is there's no injuries and stuff like that setting us apart it's actually pretty close quarterbacks was really hard also so i'm gonna just give it to you straight at number 12 we have richards and yeah you have deshaun watson who's in phenom but it's like and i'm not even knocking because you had your rights to make on uh, certain picks but it's just like to me Foles is apparently only inches ahead of Trubisky, which is pretty awful to hear for a guy you traded a second-round pick for, whatever Chicago did. And Fitzpatrick, it's like, yeah, I do think Fitzpatrick is going to be a starter for a bit, but I don't know. I mean, I do think Tua will take the job this year, eventually at some point. So, as of right now, it's just like, it's just worrisome, I guess, those two other options you have beside behind Deshaun. And that's the only thing. It's just, but you do have Deshaun, so you can absolutely work around that. Next, we have me, and I mean, I'm, I am one to lowball myself, but it's just, I think, rightfully so. In this case, I do have four quarterbacks, but Tua, who won't start for a while, and Haskins are on the bench, whereas Baker and Garoppolo are the starters. You don't know what you're going to get from them every week. It's just kind of a risk, but they are starters, so. But not the biggest fan of them. Anyway, next, we have Clark and... Yes, he has Aaron Rodgers. However, Aaron Rodgers to me is just not the same Aaron Rodgers as the McCarthy era. I just completely think LaFleur is more of a run-first type of guy. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be top 10. He could be. I just don't think he's makes he's not what he doesn't make your quarterbacks unbelievable like one if somebody has a Mahomes or a Lamar. Aaron Rodgers isn't that guy anymore. Um Bridgewater wins games. I think I need to see more from him obviously right he did have some good games but that offense was loaded so we'll see what he can do in carolina and he has darnold on the bench darnold besides the mono last year wasn't terrible he's serviceable but he's a solid solid option to have in the back now we have neil neil coming in at eight for the reasons that yeah i don't really care for jared goff to be honest he was quarterback 12 last year but at the same time it's just like you don't really know what exactly you're getting from that run game. We've seen Goff has been inaccurate a lot of times, and it's just he's obviously not living up to that first overall name. I do actually like Gardner Minshew. I think Jaggs can be losing a lot of games this year, and he'll have a good opportunity to throw the ball, and I like Stafford. The thing is that they're not bad quarterbacks. That's the thing. It got to a certain point where it's like, man, all the quarterbacks are kind of close. It's just like ceiling-wise, I don't, in my opinion, I don't, have a huge ceiling with a lot of these guys. I do think Stafford is underrated. Minshew, I think, is a good golf, I guess, is maybe the one throwing me off a bit, but he could easily prove me wrong. Fucking big dong on the guy. Anyway, next we got Legro. 
And I know you're thinking, like, Burrow hasn't taken a snap in the league yet, but he does have Rivers on the bench. And, yeah, Rivers is losing his arm. I mean, that's obvious. But then he has Josh Allen, and Josh Allen is a good fantasy quarterback, so can leave it at that. And he only got a better offense around him now also. So that's my reason for putting him over Neil. That was a really close one. Um, next we have Sandy coming in at 7. I mean, Sandy, you could dance, but I mean, Big Ben has a fucking robotic elbow. But... Drew Brees, I still think is Drew Brees. Um, regardless of the fact that he got hurt last year, he still put up really good numbers and on average, right, in his started games. So, yeah, that's pretty much the reasoning behind that. I mean, he does not have that third quarterback, so that can be something that, you know, screws him. But Brissett, you never know. Maybe Philly Rib Iron falls off or something. Then even then, Eason might be fucking better than Brissett. I'm going to get to see that. After Sandy, we have coming in to split the gap with the Truns. Um, obviously, yeah, it's really close at this point. Brady, it's like he was quarterback 14. He does have all those weapons now, so he can absolutely have a phenomenal season. It just him. It's just do we know if Tom Brady is going to do it, right? It's just I think obviously he's going to get it's going to be a passing offense. I don't know if Arians is going to be giving the ball to Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones, you know, these guys, Shady McCoy, over this passing attack they have going on. So, yeah, he's going to get a lot of chances to throw the ball. Cam Newton ran away with the New England job. He's obviously going to be solid. There's nothing wrong with the quarterbacks. It's just, to me, ceiling-wise, I think Tom Brady just is going to be around top 10, and Cam Newton could be around there too. It's just, does Cam get hurt? It is always that, right? But... They're good quarterbacks. I mean, I would take them over mine in a million years. But compared to the rest, I think I just like the upside of some of the other guys better. And, I mean, he does have Herbert on the bench and Trubisky. I don't even know why I say Trubisky. But those are guys who could, I guess, win a job, right, and eventually start. So that trends as quarterbacks aren't bad. Now we have Knack coming in next. And... Russell Wilson um, is just a magician, and I've always sort of been high on Daniel Jones, especially with a lot of this um, offensive help. Like, Saquon, I just think anyone who you have that type of running back, and he has Darius Slayton, he has Evan Ingram, he has Sterling Shepard, he has, like, targets that, like, and I feel like I'm definitely missing one. Golden Tate, maybe. I think I missed. I don't know. But <laughs> point of the matter is, I think Daniel Jones is in for a big year. He looks really good in camp. And he's put on, actually, I think, a decent bit of muscle, too, and everything. He just looks good. And as you, this is not to ever, you know, say, listen to the fantasy app over of all else. But as you can see, Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers is a legitimate question going into next season. If you click on to Daniel Jones, it says that. But also, he has Tyrod Taylor on the bench. And I think, you know, Russell Wilson and Daniel Jones are good starters. Tyrod's a great fantasy quarterback. If he's, We haven't seen him playing a bit, but I still think no way he won't be able to not move. So, yeah, that's why I got Nag placed above. Him and Truns were really, really close. I just kind of gave Nag a little bit of edge just because of the bench depth he had. And I just like Russ a lot. So, the next quarterbacks we have for Lano. Um, 
maybe a little biased here on me. No, I'm just saying Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray. Um, ridiculous rookie season. Like, absolutely unreal. And he can even break out. Like, that was a rookie season. He finished quarterback six. And you have Drew Locke, who is surrounded by talent on offense. Really in every department. Besides maybe offensive tackle. <laughs> Other than that, he's... Uh, that offense can be really special. So those are two good quarterbacks I like, two sophomores that can I'm high on at least. It doesn't really have bench help though, of course, because Mariota is not really going to be one you want to go with. But those two quarterbacks alone, I'm really high on. Yes, a little bit of bias, but I tried to keep it out. <laughs> but you got to let me give horse cock lock some fucking loved ones in a while here. Holy. Next, we have Bruiser. I really like what Bruiser did with his quarterbacks. He just played it just safe. He went NFC East. He went Dak. Obviously, nothing wrong with getting the number two quarterback from last season. And Wentz, who was top 10, actually. He was 10th. So you have those two. And Wentz can also just, if he stays healthy, he can even have a better year than last year. So And then you have Derek Carr on the bench, who's perfect. And I made sure to check. They all have different bye weeks. So past the, past the check there, Bruiser. So I have Ben as the third. Second best quarterbacks. Now, these top two are really close, but I gave second to Moose. Uh, Matt Ryan was pretty good last year, and you just never really know, though. Like, I find Matt Ryan is slowly starting to become really inconsistent, but he does have Mahomes and Kirk Cousins on the bench. And I think like those are good, but to me, you have Lamar Jackson, you're number one. And Ryan Tannehill was sensational when he took over, so really there is no way that I can put anyone ahead of Brody as of right now I mean I don't really he doesn't have a quarterback on the bench can always find one pick one up this it is draft day right no one a lot of stuff changes but you have Lamar I mean I'm putting you one like I don't you could have literally had Lamar and fucking Joe Caruso without the pocket rocket and I would have literally taken you at one because Lamar is pretty much a running back one also oh nice shot Trey Burke Great job. Anyway, those are the quarterbacks. We have Rich, me, Clark, Neil, Legro, Sandy, Truns, Knack, Ferlano, Ben, Moose, and Brody. Next, we're going to move on to the wide receivers. Now, I mean, there's not a lot of things harder than ranking right after the draft as i've said probably countless times already in this podcast forgive me i'm riggedy but truly wide receivers are really hard to rank but i gave it my best go because a lot of people really went wide receiver heavy at the top of this well not a lot a couple guys didn't it's just really hard it's kind of preference right near the top but we're gonna start at the bottom and that goes without saying to me not even to be a prick i just don't care for tyler leg grows wide receivers reason being um juju yes big ben is back but let's let's just see how big ben is first because he hasn't played football in fucking over a year he's been through a bunch of surgeries and he's not the most athletically gifted so let's see how big ben looks before i can write juju off being a safe wide receiver one julian edelman i think is just going to be wide receiver low wide receiver two high three henry ruggs i'm not sold on as of right now i need to see henry ruggs play it because he just has speed. And I, what I've been seeing in camp a lot of times is Henry Ruggs' speed. Yeah, it's killer. But at the same time, his uh, ultimate route running ability isn't 
not exactly as the same as, you know, a Tyreek Hill or someone where he can just really get that separation. I've been seeing just clips of DBs catching up to him and shit, which doesn't really make sense. But it is only camp, so it's hard to tell. But he also has Marvin Jones at flex. And then on this, it says Marvin Jones is projected more because, well, Marvin Jones is pretty much 20 points every week. Like, he's pretty consistent. But overall... I just think compared to he, now, I will give him credit where it's due because he has Michael Pittman, who I love, and he has Jalen Rager, and Steven Sims is also another good luck. He has a and Antonio. He he has a like good bench depth, but when it comes to starting lineup, I just think there are better options throughout the rest of the league. So that's why I have Allegro ranked last. And then we have Verlano's coming in next, and I mean. It's not really that much of a knock. It's kind of just like Ayuk we've never seen play. He is number two in the offense. He's going to get the looks. Allen Robinson's a good pick. Tyler Boyd is a good pick. And Sutton, they're all good receivers. I just don't feel any of them are going to really blow up and be a huge wide receiver one for you. Sutton somewhat has a chance, but there's also a lot of mouths to feed. It's tough to tell. But like I said, everyone is really close wide receivers off the draft. I don't really think like there's like I mean not even a diss a leg besides leg row I saw it it was pretty it's not like a landslide I really just don't like your rugged receivers like that's just me being 100% honest but I do have Ferlano there and it's not even like they're bad it's just I like some of the other groups better um we have Sandy coming in at 10 and he has Amari Keenan Allen AJ Green Golden Tate and those are the starters. Well, he has Watkins, Westbrook, and more on the bench. But we're just dealing with starters on this. So uh, AJ Green, you don't know if he's going to be hurt. Keenan Allen obviously is a damn good receiver, but with doesn't have rivers. So we just have to see, right? I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but not bad. But we just have to see how Tyrod or Herbert plays. And how, because Keenan Allen was a favorite of Rivers. He was an often target share, just took so many targets. We have to see how he'll be incorporated with the new offense. Amari Cooper is a good receiver. Uh, and for the price that he got him, I was good. It's, and Golden Tate is a solid flex, but I think I would ultimately probably end up playing maybe Didi there, or I don't know. And But overall... It's a good receiver group, and it can really, like, if A.J. Green is A.J. Green, it's going to be real damn good. But at the same time, I just think some of the other groups ahead of him are better, and that's pretty much the only reason around it. So now we have Noah Rich, and Rich has a lot of these guys who I like, but it's just, like, I don't know if any of them besides D.J. Moore are going to break out to be a huge wide receiver one. D.K. can, but I still think D.K. could be wide receiver two. Calvin Ridley is solid. But then at the same time, it's like Deontay Johnson to me. I'm not 100% sold on yet with... I just have to see how Big Ben is to me. That's the only thing. I'm not sold on Big Ben. And that's a big reason. But I do like DK Metcalf. I do like DJ. I like them all, but it's like I don't think... I, the ceiling is there, but I don't think it's an ultimately high wide receiver one ceiling. And that's why I have him there. But I mean, he's still not even that... Low, he's he's eight. So you know what? In the wide receiver playoffs, you would have just missed, brother. Or no, you would have snuck in. No, you would have just missed. That's tough. No, you would ninth. 
I'm so like you guys. This is so unprofessional and it's pathetic. But you have to give me a break because I'm so freaking cooked right now. I did do these rankings when I was not that good though. Next in receivers, we have uh, Truns. I really like Truns' receivers. Um, Ty though is injury prone a lot. Cooks. Let's see. We have heard he looks good in camp and he's gonna get a lot of looks. This is what we've heard. Based on his last season, it was. It was rough. So we have to, I hope he turns it around. He does have the speed. He does apparently look good. So let's see how he does. Thielen's a great pick. And Crowder, for the value he got him at, was ridiculous. And Sterling, Sterling Shepard. Only thing with those two guys is they are flexes. You know, I don't really see them being anything higher than flexes. But they are good flexes. And But th- his top three are good. It's just a couple question marks for me with Hilton's health and Cook's so I just got a notification that Messi chose Man City. Uh, kind of tweaking out. <laughs> anyway, next we're moving on, and we have Neller. Sorry, apparently no one knows that can hear me by getting, trying to do a podcast in here. Everyone's screaming in my house. Neller's got Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, Christian Kirk, and D-Jax, and I love those receivers, like I'm being honest. This just shows you how I think kind of insanely stacked the receivers are because it was actually pretty damn weird because usually we have receivers going a lot earlier off the board than what happened this year but like i said galladay is a wide receiver one low actually not even this guy was fucking wide receiver five last year so i better start putting some respect on his name Devontae Adams in one galladay is one cup fell off but if you can just pick up where he was at that mid-season stretch like this might be the one of the best. This receiver group could jump up to one easy. So, just depends on Cup and, uh, well, Kirk, I don't know. Christian Kirk, you might have went with Isabella instead. That's all I can say about that one. Because he might get the 1K. Kirk might not get the 1K. That's all it is. Uh, next, I have me. Um, Soma bias to land at six. But A.J. Brown was a great keeper. Terry McLaurin is solid. I'm really high on Hollywood Brown. Like, I was honestly going to fucking go take Hollywood Brown over McLaurin at one point. Like, I like how he put on some weight. I think that'll help him injury-wise to help him keep on the field. And, uh, well, Lamar's been hyping him up. So if Lamar's hyping him up, I'm going to fucking take him. Don't worry about it. And uh, Jerry Judy, I'm high on Jerry Judy. And, I mean, I'm not going to go fucking ramble on about a Broncos player. So that's those are my receivers. We got Clark. Next, um, honestly, Clark honestly could have been higher because I think I'm selling a bit short, but it's just having two of those Dolphins receivers starting on your same lineup. I don't know if that's an offense I would really fully be okay with rolling two receivers off of them with. But Evans is a beast. Devontae Parker is good. Robert Woods was a steal. It's just Preston Williams is good, but it's just like I don't know if I would have paired him with another receiver off the same team. But you're a Dolphins fan, so understandable i give clark fifth next we have bruise um i really like what benny did with his like overall just draft but receivers tyler lockett stefan diggs and jarvis landry robbie anderson and darius slayton like those are five guys who you can start in week in week out and they're probably going to be able to get you decent amount of not decent but the flexes will be able to get you decent points but those top three i'm actually i think diggs needed a change of scenery I think uh, if John Brown is, you know, running these deep routes and he's actually got great chemistry with... Because John Brown is very serviceable. I think Stephon Diggs' talent is just way better than John Brown. And 
if him and Allen get on the same page, I think Stephon Diggs can finish top 10 this year. So that's just a guy I'm really high on. I love Tyler Lockett also. So yeah, to me, it was kind of a no-brainer to put Ben here. Ben has really good receivers, rightfully so. At third, we have Brody. Um, Brody has Godwin, Odell, Gallup, Will Fuller. And on the bench, he also has Mike Williams, Brashad Perriman. He has good good depth also, but I mean, Godwin was unbelievable last season, wide receiver two. Odell, you never know, right? We still have to see, but it's Odell, so you, you can't really knock it. And he's still probably a low wide receiver one. So, And Gallup, obviously a lot of miles to feed, but Gallup eclipsed 1,000. He could do it again this year, so there's nothing wrong with having that. Fuller is injury prone, but when he plays, he's good. So it's just a matter of him staying on the field, really, because if he stays on the field, that's going to make these, this receiver group as a whole also. And the depth that he has at the position helps him, so... So I got him at three, but the next two guys went really, they landed two like really good wide receiver ones. So I didn't have a choice but to put them and it's Knack at two and Moose at one. And truly Knack's like receivers, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, and I love CeeDee Lamb. Emmanuel Sanders isn't a great fit. John Brown is also there. So it's, he has, and Corey Davis on the bench along with Anthony Miller are some good depth options. So he has good pieces. But overall, I think Moose landing Julio and Nuke and DJ Chark. I mean, you got to remember at the same time, DJ Chark kind of fell off those last couple weeks. But before that, that man was on an absolute tear. And he's perfect wide receiver three, I think. And you also pair Mahomes with Hardman. And Justin Jefferson is a rookie I am huge on. I think... Honestly, Justin Jefferson can come in right away and he's going to win that wide receiver two role, I think. And he's going to just perform because he wins jump balls like more than Stephon Diggs has. And he's just going to be, I think, red zone threat too. You can throw to him. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Thielen, but I am very high on Justin Jefferson. I like that pick a lot. So I love Moose's receivers. I think he knocked it out of the park. Um... Yeah, I better get on to running backs, though, because, hey, it's getting late, brother. All right, so now we have running backs, and, of course, everybody wants to know, well, how are the running backs going to do? So I'm just going to list it. We got at number 12, we have Ferlano, and I'm really not sold on Ferlano's running backs. I love Clyde, though. But to have two, like, Swift and carry on and James White, in third round it was just a bunch of picks i mean yeah it was the first draft but those running backs to me are just really not something i would want to deal with next we have clark um i just think ap is at first going to get touches but i just think gibson is looking really good bryce love is also very intriguing i'm not sold on connor and i'm not sold on Le'Veon bell and I'm not sold on Justin Jackson. So really, those are just guys I'm not 100% sold on. But at the time of his picks, those were really his... The, the, I mean, Connor, I could argue I would have taken Gurley or Fournette over maybe. But I do understand the Le'Veon Bell pick. Uh, next, we have Moose. Moose has, comes in with the 10th best running backs, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he didn't do terrible, I think. Besides that Tariq, Ho, uh, Tariq Cohen pick, I do think Kareem Hunt honestly will be RB3, but I just think if Chubb goes down, I mean, the value there is tremendous. I'm not saying Chubb can go down, but obviously, like, he's already getting a bunch of touches with Chubb there, so. And he has Delvin as one, but it's just after Delvin, it's quite a drop-off, so. That is pretty much my only reasoning for 
letting Moose get there. Uh, running backs next, we have me. Um, mainly because, yes, I have Saquon, but we haven't seen Cam Akers take a snap in the league. Philip Lindsay is in a timeshare as well as Jordan Howard. So it's not the prettiest situation. It's kind of just hoping to get some guys who have touches here and there, but can't really say that is an amazing running back group there. After that, we have Richards. Um, Richards comes in with Ronald Jones, who I think is solid. I do think that eventually will start becoming more and more of a timeshare in Tampa. However, I am. I mean, Montgomery, where he landed him, was really good. And Kamara also was a solid pick. So, yeah, his running backs are better than mine, and I'm not about to knock them. So, that's where he's going to land. Legro, he gets... See, here's the thing. Yes, Zach Moss. I'll be ripped for putting Legro here, but... I don't care. You have Christian McCaffrey. That alone can carry your running backs. Plus, David Johnson has a chance for a resurgence in Houston. If Carlos Hyde did what he did, I don't think there's an excuse for David Johnson not to be able unless he's still hurt or something. Zach Moss will be getting touches also. So is it maybe an RB3 you want? No, but nobody would really be knocking if he was a flex. So kind of live with it. After that, we have... Uh, running backs, we have Knack, and yes, this is running backs really start getting close around here. Mainly, this is just because I think Dobbins is about to just, well, I think he's way more explosive. I think Dobbins fits what Baltimore's trying to do better. I'm not knocking Ingram. Ingram played fine last season, but I think he's about to really start getting touches vultured from him with Dobbins. Not maybe not at the start of the year, but eventually. I am. I mean, I was very high on Dobbins. I had him over I had Clyde number one, Dobbins was my two. I mean, I even had him over Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. So that's just my opinion. Like, well, it's David Root right there. Uh, Eckler's obviously a really solid pick. He's an RB1 and a good keeper. Um, he did finish, like, RB8, obviously, and he had a little bit of a slowdown there. But he started off really strong when Melvin wasn't around and... Melvin's not around, so there you go. He's going to be, he'll be an RB1. And obviously, I am very high in Raheem Mostert. I think he has a lot of upside also, but it's just the fact that there is a lot of running backs there, and, uh, and they're just, yes, they are run heavy, but it's just like, I don't ever know what Kyle Shanahan's going to pull out. Tevin Coleman, he does have Tevin Coleman, though, also, right? So, but I just think you don't know how many touches he'll be taking away from Mustard. It's just a fucking, I don't know really what to say about but But I do like Mustard as a running back. He's solid. They are very good running backs. I think Ingram is the one that kind of made me eh. Because I just really think Dobbins is going to emerge by the end of the season. That is my reasoning for slap and knock there at six. But now we have Brody. I'm going to say Brody's got fifth best. Um, Chris Carson and Fournette. I think our guys, you know, Chris Carson to me is like a fringe RB1, Fournette, very high RB2. Uh, Damien Harris, I'm not sold on. Obviously, he looks okay, but it's just like, what is New England going to do with all those backs? I find him, I think Dobbins is probably a better option, but it doesn't really matter who you have there. But I just think by the end of the year, Dobbins will be very fine value for having him as your third running back. And on top of Fournette and Carson, I think those are fine. And I mean... <clears throat> Lamar is there too. So after that, we have Truns, and Truns really kind of just played it safe. Uh, but I like Mixon. Gurley, they're saying 15 to 25 touches a game. If he can keep up with that with his health, he's going to be a great pick. He'll be maybe be an RB1, let alone an RB2. 
Singletary is going to be in not much of it. Like, I wouldn't call it a complete timeshare. I do think Singletary is the better back. I do think Singletary is going to probably end up getting more points with Zach Moss. Excuse me, boys. Zach Moss is about to take a huge chunk out of that. So that's really what we're going to have to kind of see how it pans out there in Buffalo. I know Sean McDermott really loves using those two running backs. He ran Frank Gore right in the fucking 4-6 loaded boxes last year just to get freaking Singletary settled on the sideline and catch his breath. I don't think Zach Moss will have to worry about that because he's he's better in the pass game also, but I do like Singletary. I mean, I think that's right right there to put Truns at four. I mean, it's really close, but... After this, I got Neil. Neil played real smart with the running backs. Miles Sanders is a great pick. Aaron Jones also. And he has Kenyon Drake kept in the seventh. He loves the walking boot, but whatever. Antonio Gibson was taking snaps with the ones today I saw. So having him on the bench is just like a, one of the best running back sleeper. Keep, not keeper. Sleepers, I think. Deep sleeper. But yeah, those top three of Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, and Miles Sanders really, I think, are... That's a really good group to have. And... Then we have the top two for running backs. At two, I'm putting Benny, um, Zeke, Henry, and Gordon. That's just unbelievable. Those are, well, Gordon to me, I'm still not sold on, even on him being a Bronco. I'm still not sold on it, but I do think he can be like a solid, solid RB2. But Henry and Zeke are both like high RB1. So yeah. But I am going to put Sandy on top just because of the sole fact. I love Josh Jacobs, and I love Nick Chubb, and I was so sold on Jonathan Taylor, and I was just pretty heartbroken to have him stolen from me. So, I really think, but I mean, he also has Marlon Mack starting. I think Marlon Mack, this is me being completely honest, Marlon Mack, if unless Jonathan Taylor gets hurt by around midseason, this should be Jonathan Taylor's offense. He is a complete workhorse. He can play every down. And he has Lynn Bowden on the bench. And he's a guy who can also come in and kind of be like a Taysom Hill type of player if they're using him like that in Las Vegas. I haven't really heard about it much. Other than that, I love what Sandy did with the running backs. I think Josh Jacobs and Chubb are both top five candidates even. Josh Jacobs can really blow up this season. And then you have Jonathan Taylor who, I mean, the guy is built like a linebacker and he has the speed of fucking Zaquan. So take it as you will. That's what I did with running backs, and now we're going to leave it. Last but not least, the team rankings. Now, ranking teams has to be the hardest thing, I think, right after the draft. I'm not saying these rankings are teams are miles ahead. of Every team is pretty damn close after the draft. Unless you're for Lane over Legro. <laughs> I mean, I got those guys at the bottom too. Um, it's kind of hard to rank truly. I mean, I have Ferlano at the bottom and then I have Legro after him. My reason being, uh, Ferlano, I'm just not really sold on the running backs and the receivers. He does have, the, he does have solid quarterbacks, but then again, they are sophomores. Either one of them could... You know, and Drew Locke is unknown. It's just the fact that he does have a good offense around him and he hasn't looked terrible in what we've seen. But at the same time, it's not sold on it. Legro, I just really didn't like what he did with the receivers. And to have C-Mac at that pick, I know the Zach Moss pick was kind of honestly one of the best options he had around there. But it's just, 
I don't know. If you have C-Mac as your keeper in the 12th pick in the first, I just think you need to just take absolute advantage of that and make a better team than what I see on paper. I'm... Those are the two teams that I think, like, when I look at them, not even trying to just rip. This is me being fucking honest, dude. When I look at those two teams, I think those are, those are two teams you can separate it. Like, as of right now, for me, on paper, those two teams to me look like teams I'd be like, eh, I don't really care for those two. After that, it got really tight. I went with Clark at 10. Um, his quarterbacks, they are serviceable, but I obviously am not sold on them. He has a solid receiver group, but I'm not sold on the running backs. That's pretty much my reasoning for that. Um, Richards waited too long. If he, I just think if he could have just grabbed like a serviceable, like someone like, like not like a Fitzpatrick. Like those are the guys you desperation quarterback starts to have like him and Foles, right? It's pretty tough. If he could have just got someone decent to pair with Watson to just rely on for points also... I think it could have been huge, but he did play. He has a lot of good young receivers who can really, you know, make impact. Uh, his running backs are all guys who are going to get touches. So, yeah, it's obviously getting really tight after the draft, but overall upside is kind of what made me lean and the quarterback. I don't know what. Maybe I'm too hung up on having Fitzpatrick. He's not that bad, but then after that, you have Moose. He's going to be coming in right at seven. So, I mean, my main reasoning for that is, well, he does have Mahomes, but it's just like, I guess there were certain picks I would have went in a different direction if I was him. And that's why I'm looking at it and I don't really understand it. And I'm going to absolutely rip these people in the next room if they don't stop. Like, it's going to be bad. It'll be right in the middle of my podcast. You don't want to hear it. Okay. I'm like, I'm going to keep out of my podcast. I'm just go out here and I'm going to deal with it then. If we could just keep it down, I'm recording a podcast in the room. So yeah. I have to work seven yes. days straight. Listen, I'm working. What the hell is a podcast? Listen. <laughs> okay, that's all I need to hear. Anyway, sorry about that. But yeah, that is what I deal with on a daily basis in this household. Give me credit. Um, I think Moose is running backs and um, ultimately his depth on the bench was and the Madison pick alone should may, literally make him deserve to be in the bottom half. That's pretty much my only reasoning for that. Then I have me. I mean, yeah, my running backs aren't the best, but I do really like the upside with the receivers. So I'm going to just hopefully lean on that. And plus Saquon is a pretty much good enough running back to, you know, hopefully be able to save you sometimes if you have a bad performance from one of them. After that, I put Sandy. His running backs, in my opinion, are the best in the league. His receivers, only a couple questions, but they could all be really solid. His quarterbacks... Besides Big Ben, I'm not sold on, but Breeze, I still think, is going to have a good game, uh, good season. And truth be told, I don't think I got a better team than him, so I couldn't really put it put it in my, put myself ahead of him. After that, we have Neil. Besides Neil's quarterbacks, I mean, he played it amazing. I really love his receivers. I really like his running backs. So, I mean, the only one I wasn't really sold on that he had was Cup. But, I mean, the other two just phenomenal. He did a really good job with his team. It's really tied up to this point. At fourth, I have Truns. I do like his his receivers. I think are very much serviceable. He played it smart with the running backs, and I think both of his quarterbacks are guys that are going to be around that top ten range. And I did have him kind of ranked low in the queue, but it's just like I don't know if I'm one hundred percent sold on Cam. I think Brady is going to be good, but Cam is the only one. I'm just like, eh, it's a risk. But it's where he got him was solid. Third, I put Knack. Um, my reason, I honestly think that Knack's running back is like. Mustard in them, like obviously like, they're good, but it's just like 
you never know what can happen truly but saying they hit just looking on paper and the way the receivers like I think CeeDee Lamb is yeah I think CeeDee Lamb is better than Gallup and I know it's kind of bad to say because we haven't seen him play I just don't think a first round pick on a receiver goes without you having to get that guy on the field and getting him the ball and I do think all of them can be good but I just honestly love CeeDee Lamb I think his after I don't know I can ramble on about CD, but I just traded him fucking six hours ago. So what's the point? I have Knack at three. Knack did a really good job. Brody, I have at two. Um, his receivers are really good. He has the run. The only thing I really am not sure about is that RB3 position, but I think Dobbins will transition into that fine. That's my reasoning. I have him really high. But it's just he played it smart everywhere else, and the depth is there. So it's like he's definitely a team that, once again, you should see him battling with everyone. And in my opinion, the best team in the league is Ben. I think Ben just has the best balance overall. I mean, you have Dak, you have Wentz, and you have Carr. He has the QB set already. Then you have Zeke, and you have Henry, and you have Gordon. Those are three. You can't go wrong with any of them. Lockett, Diggs, Landry. You really don't go wrong with any of those guys in being in your top three uh, starting slots. Darius Slayton as a flex is really good. Robbie Anderson, I'm not, I don't know what to expect, but... As of right now, you look how he is in that offense. The money they paid him should... <laughs> the guy should be getting targets, and he should be a... I mean, sure, hope he's a fucking good flex. And then Evan Ingram at tight end is where... Um, I mean, Evan Ingram does have injury history, but I think Evan Ingram, like, if he can actually get it going. But, I mean, that's tight end. I'm not going to... I think just top to bottom, balanced-wise, Ben starting lineup is just has the best balance overall and he has a lot of guys that can just explode so that's pretty much my reasoning for that um once again i'll just go through the teams i got 12th for leno 11th legro 10th clark 9th richards 8th moose 7th me 6th sandy 5th neil 4th trends 3rd knack 2nd brody and 1st is ben uh that's gonna wrap up our podcast after the draft i guess and uh if you made it the whole way through congrats probably didn't but if you did that'd be and uh yeah if i offended you hey that's tough but you're probably a snowflake if this fucking podcast offended you i'll be honest uh it was a great draft boys once again thanks to neller and everyone um every tuesday and wednesday episodes will happen so after uh I actually think I might do one before week one. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep you boys updated. Anyways, I'd like to thank you boys for watching. Not watching. Man, absolutely awful there. I'd like to watch you boys. Thank you boys for listening. I'll be back next week. And uh, yeah. Yiddly, yiddly.